We're about to speak to Craig Foster, who we love. We love Foster's work as a national player for our Australian Socceroos. team. Commentary, of course, who Sport can never analyst. forget him and Simon Hill with that uh, incredible call when John kicked the penalty. But the work that he does for human advocacy and on the Multicultural Huge. Council as well, he's been tweeting the last day or so about an article that was in the Washington Post about the Winter Olympics and the boycotts potentially from the athletes. Quote, the Olympics being held in a country credibly accused of perpetrating an ongoing genocide. Athletes protecting those abuses are standing up for human rights everywhere. They deserve our admiration, our protection and our support. We thought it would be good to get him on for a chat. Foz, appreciate your time. Yeah, hi guys. Yeah, always good to speak with you. Yeah, great man, and congratulations again. I know you don't need that for your human human rights activists that you do over the years. I've yeah. really admired you for that. Can you uh, can you share can you share your thoughts about Beijing? Yeah, basically, this 2022 is a bit of a year of reckoning for sport. I think because we have the same issues in uh, football. So FIFA awarded in 2010 the World, FIFA World Cup to Qatar. And then subsequently, over 6,000 migrant workers have, have died. Many others have suffered. And at the start, FIFA didn't want to acknowledge that. They didn't want to take accountability or responsibility for it. And IOC has always been the same. So many Olympic Games have been held, you know, with authoritarian regimes and the like. But at the moment, what's happening in China is one of the uh, largest and most egregious human rights atrocities that the world has seen for a very long time, over a million some reports say up to 2 million Uyghurs, which is a, a t- ethnic Turkic minority, uh, whose rights are being you know, um, mm. uh, abused in various ways. Um, forced sterilizations, uh, um, slavery, um, all of these types of things. So, you know, the world, certainly the human rights world, but many countries around the world, and, and that includes Australia, have raised this at the UN and so on. But what happens is sport goes in there and say, look, well, it's got nothing to do with us. You know, we don't need to be worried about this at all. All we do is we just come in, we play sport, we leave, and we're completely neutral. And, you know, I just don't think that's right any longer. I think every sector of society has to be accountable for what we do, where we go, and who we sort of comply with. And now what the IOC is saying is, oh, well, athletes can't speak out about these things because the Chinese government's saying, well, we don't want to be embarrassed about um, Xinjiang and the Uyghurs, you know, these million Uyghurs everyone's talking about. So if athletes speak out about it, then they're going to be in trouble. Like They can be incarcerated. So the Chinese government is threatening the athletes. And I happen to think that athletes, when they've spoken up throughout history, have made huge positive change. I think, like all um, human beings, they have a right to freedom of speech and that they should be speaking out. And, in fact, the IOC should be supporting that. Yeah. So do you think governments, let's talk about ours, should they take the decision-making out of the athletes' hands and boycott? Should have our government done more? Well, see, the trouble is that no one questions IRC. The, the big, the, you know, the real problem is that they just get off scot-free. They just keep saying, oh, I've really got nothing to do with us. You know, these companies, do, these countries do some awful things, and all we're doing is we just go, bang a minute, that's your event. You give the hosting rights. You are accountable Spot for on. the way that, that people act around it, and, and you have to be accountable. So what happens now is the Australian government are actually placed in a position where a lot of us are saying, well, we've got to do something here about the Uyghurs. I mean, I know personally Australian Uyghurs. Um, I've been to Parliament House with some of them whose family members have been incarcerated, have been indoctrinated, uh, you know, have they've had what's called religious erasure. That is, the Chinese government is trying to just erase all of their religion, which is against their basic human rights. So I've been down there protesting. So then we'll say, hang on a minute. Um, now what's happening is the, the IOC lands its brand and the athletes have to go there. Otherwise, you know, if they're not, not going to boycott, 
So they go there and, and the Chinese government uses it for propaganda all around the world. So you are being used. Mm. And that means you are not neutral. So I support a diplomatic boycott. I don't think athletes should have to boycott. However, they're not blameless if they don't hold the IOC accountable. So I'm in football and, I'm, and I've spent considerable time holding FIFA accountable on a number of issues. Uh, that's what the Olympic athletes have to do. And sadly, too many of them are complicit. You know, they, they've, they've drunk the Kool-Aid and they're saying, oh, no, well, you know, it's really got nothing to do with us. Well, it absolutely has, because if you talk to the Tibetan community, many of whom are marching from Newcastle to Sydney, they arrive in Sydney tomorrow in a protest. If you see the Uyghur protests all around the world, then they're saying to you that coming to that country and refusing to speak about it and supporting the Chinese government and their egregious form of human rights abuse, you know, that is causing harm to us. So therefore, it ultimately, it's the sport who has to take responsibility. And the Australian government's had a diplomatic boycott. I support that. I just think we should have all pushed back a long time ago. Mm. And these sports have to stop um, taking the money, giving their hosting rights to countries who are doing these things, and then later on putting their hands up and saying, oh, why are you looking at our sports? It's got nothing to do with us. You know, despite the fact we're making billions of dollars at it. Mm. It's easy for me to make this comment, Foss, because I'm not an Olympian. Mm -hmm. I haven't worked my whole Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. to get to an Olympics. It's the pinnacle of their sport. But I I wouldn't have gone. I mean, the Chinese government's human rights abuses, Mm -hmm. I I couldn't support it. What about you? Yeah. Look, I'd like to think I wouldn't, but I don't like to put that responsibility on the athletes. The reason being is because... Um, you know, as you said, that's that's their labour. They should have the right to go and compete in an Olympics where they don't carry this guilt, where they don't, you know, where they're not being asked to look mm. away from what is actually either crimes against humanity or genocide, two of the worst human rights abuse any country can commit, right? Um, so therefore, but, you know, I have sympathy for them, and uh, but only if, they hold their own sport accountable. Yes. And the, the Olympic Athletes Commission, it simply doesn't do that. It's actually regulated by the IOC. Like, I come out of professional sport. So, you know, I used to be the head of our union. I was the chairman of our players' union, right? So I understand collective bargaining. I understand the rights of athletes. There's, you know, take, for instance, just another uh, oblique issue. But you had this um, Gina Reinhardt now sponsoring the AOC and also some of the athletes. So the athletes, at the same time as they're saying, we believe in climate action, we have to do this, they're being supported financially by Gina Reinhardt, who obviously is, is uh, you know, in mining and uh, contributing to higher emissions, right? So my point is, though, that's not the fault of the athletes. That's the fault of the Olympics. So the, the athletes have to finally stand up and say, we need to talk about this whole financial model. While mm. you're making all this money, we're having to get paid by... You know, Australia's richest person is a billionaire who's a miner at the same time as we're speaking against climate action. Mm. So it's you, the IOC, <laughs> are putting it in this situation. It's yeah. ridiculous on both counts that athletes need to change it. Yeah, and she's making billions of dollars from China as well. They say don't mix politics yeah. with sport. I think it's hard not to. Craig Foster, AM, human yeah. rights advocate. We love him on our show. We thank him for his time. I follow you, as I said, and, and admire you from afar, Foss, and I like mm-hmm. your take on the Djokovic detention. Um, mm-hmm. And what about the other refugees that are held in hotels? I mean, they need a voice, and so your voice is there. I know this one angers you. Oh, it's so bad. It is so, so bad. You know, they're going on nine years. You know, every time I have a chance to talk about it now, I just say to all of your listeners, look, whatever you thought back in 2013, 
and the whole country was turned against these poor people, in part because John Howard lied to say they were throwing children overboard. You remember that? Every yeah. Australian knows that moment. Mm. It was it was proven to be a lie. But what that did is it got it turned the Australian population against these people improperly. And so whatever you thought about, you know, um, immigration or whatever was, was occurring and the right to seek asylum and all those things, we can argue them as long as we like. But very few Australians would have agreed at that time that people are still locked up nine years later. No. And because it's become so deeply politicised and these people are nothing but pawns and they do have political capital, that is... Um, you know, the current government is still using them to what they would say look strong um, on borders. But that's not strength, that's weakness. You know, torturing innocent refugees for nine years, there's nothing weaker than that. Right? Humiliating. So, mm. it, well, it's humiliating to the country. It's embarrassing um, to us as Australians on a human level. It's embarrassing to us as a global citizen. But it's still going. Mm. And we all need to think about ourselves. How were we turned against these people so badly, so ruthlessly, that people see them as unworthy? Mm. They're refugees. They're humans. They're like the person, you know, so many of our beautiful multicultural communities, they are the same people. In fact, many of them have family in Australia. Mm. And this is what we've done to them. We've really got to change it. And, Foz, it's a national disgrace that a bloke can get a court case in three days so he can play a game of tennis and you've got people stuck in a hotel for nine years. Before we let you go, does any athlete have the stones to protest at China? We've seen the NBA be quiet on this. Do you think anyone's game enough to? Um, I, I don't know. Look, I, you know, many people are kind of saying, look, they're not encouraging them to because there is. Huge risk because the IOC should have walked in and said, "Listen, our athletes have a responsibility and a right to stand up for human rights. So if you're the event host, China, it doesn't matter if these people talk about it, it's got nothing to do with you. This is a global event. You're just the host. They're not going to come here and shut up about um, Uyghurs just because you want it. Mm-hmm. That's what the IOC could very easily do. So I don't know what they're going to do. There is talk in the next 24 hours that a large number of them have been collaborating, are going to miss, are going to boycott the opening ceremony." Okay, that's an important statement because, you know, these opening ceremonies are basically, you know, a a, a pageant to demonstrate, you know, the country around the world. You know, we've done the same thing with Sydney and so on. So if they boycott, I think that's good. If anyone speaks out, they're putting themselves at risk. I think it would be an important and incredibly valuable thing to do. Um, But we're just going to have to see. I know after they leave, a number of them will talk about it, and that will still be valuable. But we need more. We need all the athletes in the world to say across football, basketball, Olympics, all of us need to say, all right, we're taking responsibility here. We're not letting our sports any longer, um, you know, coincide and collude with this level of human rights abuse. Yeah. you got such a strong, powerful voice. I love your style and appeal. Keep up the fight, Foss. I know you will. It's passionate and we can hear it from afar. And again, thanks for your time. Thanks, guys. Pleasure. Craig Foster, AM human rights advocate, former Socceroo commentator.